0: What's up, everybody? My name is Lamont, and welcome back to the God is My Source podcast, where we bridge the gap between God, money, health, family, relationships, education, fashion, because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So everything revolves around God. I got Kaylin Render on the line today from Detroit, Michigan. She's Thank you so friend. much for having
1: me. Thank you so much for having
0: me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I appreciate you for taking the time to come talk to us. You feel me? This is going to be a good episode. She has a lot going on. She got a fashion brand, lifestyle brand. She's a seamstress. She's from the D. So, you know, she boss up and get this money. So we're going we gonna to take some time, talk to God. We're going to pray right quick, and then we're going to get right into it. Let's do it. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for bringing us together so that we can talk about your name. We ask you that you speak through us so that we can bring people closer to Christ and show us how to be effective in your kingdom. We ask you that you bring your kingdom to earth so that we can be prosperous in everything that we do and follow your law. And in Jesus' mighty name, I pray this on the Shelby. Amen. 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 What's going on? How you doing?
1: I've been doing real good. What about you?
0: Man, everything cool. I can't complain at all. It's COVID uh, clearing up. It's about to be summer in a minute let's see let's see what the uh world has to offer after all of this i mean we're going into war right now but
1: right
0: that's a whole nother conversation another topic to
1: <laughs> if you want to start it or what like i want to say how you feel about it because it's, it, it's, it's funny though because like
0: i think people don't understand what's really going on i, I try to shy away from talking about it because i work in in the financial sector so Everything revolves around economics. You feel what I'm saying? And so one of the main reasons why they're going to war is because Russia don't agree with the agreements that have been made with a country that used to be theirs. So it's like it used to be their territory. So now, they uh, another country, well, it's, it's like a collective of countries. So NATO is a collective of countries. They have trade agreements so basically that they can be able to offer different things to each other. It's a whole bunch of stuff to go into. But we learned about that in high school. So they basically, they didn't buy Ukraine, but they bought Ukraine with the with trade agreements and stuff like that. So Russia like, nah, we're not going. And matter of fact, we about to go in here and invade it. And now everybody upset, cause it's like a, it's a it turn, not, then it turns into a war cause they like, are y'all gonna come help them? Well, we about to bomb and stuff. And then now it get violent and now it's out of line and Putin not going and America not going. And we both got nuclear, we got nuclear weapons and yeah. it's getting real.
1: Right, 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 right. Well, yeah, that's, that's, uh, it's a hot mess. And I thought, well, I didn't know a lot of backstory on, you know, the war and stuff. I just thought Putin literally was like, oh, I see some land that I want and um, they don't have any military uh, backing and we do. So I'm going to just go over there and take it. I'm going to blow up that,
0: some people. Crackly. That is what he's doing. That's exactly what he's doing. <laughs>
1: and
0: he, he's enticing. He's enticing everybody who said they're going to help him. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? It's like best okay. best way I can explain it is is that say you got a little sister, right? And it's two of y'all. Yeah, and she always giving y'all her candy. She got airheads, every now and then. Sometimes she got tussie rolls, different stuff. But the <clears throat> older sister always taking more candy.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: The little the younger sister, she like, let me get some candy. Well, we gave the candy. I gave the candy to Sierra. Kayla, like, wait. Like, why you ain't never got no candy? And I always, I'm taking care of you whenever something happen. They take care of you too, but I'm right here. And we've been working together. So what's all this about? And then one day you just come and you like, I'm taking all the candy before anybody can come. Matter of fact, you coming with me. Matter of fact, I'm about to kidnap you.
1: Right, right, right.
0: So it's like, it's out of line. Now he bullying them
1: right okay quick question so if you could predict the future what do you think is going to happen in regards to the war in the next six months what is the war going to look like i'm interested
0: Mm. (laughs) Mm. let's just pray it don't get bad let's let's just say it like that i mean okay i seen this happening a long time ago i thought it was going to be china but now I mean, the media is different. I, I, don't, I don't know what to believe and what not to believe because sometimes they hype things up in certain sectors just to spike up prices, just to-
1: Make money, capitalism. It's all It's yes. a, a picture, yeah. It's a whole yeah. thing. We can benefit. Mm-hmm.
0: But in my opinion, I think that he going to go as far as he possibly can. And we starting to see that he getting China involved. Mm. We know that Russia. So you remember the Cold War, correct?
1: No. Update me.
0: So the Cold War happened in like the 90s. Like they had the Persian Gulf War and all that stuff around that time, too, as well. But right. there, it was America and Russia. They both were saying they're going to bomb each other, basically. OK. But it's like a standoff. It's like a. We're gonna go first? Yeah, we just gonna talk okay. stuff. So they talking stuff to each other in the media. They not trading. They giving each other like sort of like how remember when Trump was in office and China, it was going back and forth. They was increasing the uh, tariffs. So tariffs mm-hmm. are basically the tax that you put on incoming goods. So at that time when Trump was in office, we are the we are the world's number one source we number one supplier of soybeans. Okay. China, the number one supplier of pork. Mm. But the they need to supply their pork, they need the soybeans. So we they the number one exporter for soybeans. So we basically, wow. by playing that play, we we put everybody in checkmate because everybody, if we don't get them the soybean, everybody referred to pork as the cheapest form of, of meat. So if we don't give them the soybeans, they can't export to the rest of the countries, and therefore, they don't make no money. So now uh, Russia low key doing the same thing with the fertilizer. They got fertilizer, a couple of different other things. That's why all the prices spiking up like this right. because they holding off on trade. We saying they cutting trade off, and most of the countries they like we don't take nothing from Russia, don't send nothing to Russia because they out of line. Because they're trying to bully this little bitty country, and mm-hmm. it's it's just it's just getting out of line. I miss
1: right.
0: <laughs> okay. It's getting out of line. But that's what happened in the 90s is that we just went to a cold war and then they got Cuba involved. That's why Cuba got cut off from the whole world. Because uh-huh. they got Cuba involved and said that we're gonna bomb y'all from Cuba. Okay, you know, Cuba got direct access to us. That's like driving. If you get in a uh-huh. In a car or something you was a drive to cuba you can go to miami to cuba in like probably three four hours mm. so they got direct access to bomb everything and so this happened before and it can get out of line i'm just praying that god okay. just, just hold it off yeah. right quick so we ain't got to play that game exactly. but we talked about politics a little bit. We probably bored y'all a little bit, but y'all y'all need a little bit of education. We need some education in our community cuz we just be caring about stuff that sometimes don't matter, but we need to understand why things are the way they are because the world is kind of like me and you. You feel what I'm saying? Like we got different personalities. Each country got its own personality. Each country got its own skills. Each country got its own Purpose. And what happens is, is that that's how money circulates. We think money just just happened. No, it's about value. And that's going to teach somebody who watching this now that like they think that they just going to get to the bag. You can get to the bag. But if you ain't got no purpose behind getting to the bag, Mm -hmm. you're going to end up losing because you're not adding no value to the world. Because when you add value, people got to pay you because. Wherever you are naturally adding value, that's what you're the best at doing. That's what God created you to do. And when you do what God created you to do the best, you got to get paid the most.
1: Yeah. But and another thing I really want to interject and uh, say that the world is connected. So it's like a big chain reaction when you look at it. Like, yes, you know, me being in Detroit, I've never been to China. Right. So sometimes I feel like China's on another planet but they're on the same planet. So the things that China does, it directly affects me. As you were mentioning the tariffs and they supply this and we supply this, we trade, all types of things, right? So Ukraine's war, our people, like personally, I don't have any family or friends fighting in the war or going over there to you know defend us, but I'm pretty sure is some families in the United States um, really hurting right now because they have family flying over there to defend our country, you know? So it's all connected. So we should care a little bit enough to at least talk about it, you know, spread awareness as much as we can, anyways.
0: And be honest with you, I mean, we probably gonna be <laughs> some of them gonna be going over there in a minute, but that's a whole another topic for a little oh, okay. Yeah. But all right, we, we don't. But yeah, do but next, next, we're gonna talk about the politics. God got us, you feel me? God is our source. You feel me we're gonna we are going we going we just gonna let God handle everything so let's get into your story Kaylin Render what's your testimony like what, what has God brought you out of woman of God you you know told me all the different stuff you got going on lifestyle brand you about to you about to take the world by storm so how did you get to this point
1: so I was born and raised in Detroit Michigan and I have a really great support system big shout out to my mom I feel like moms kind of um are one of the very important pillars Um, in the black community and uh, of course, personally in my life. So my mom did a lot for me Uh, growing up in Detroit. It was super fun. You know, we had a lot of activities. Um, The one thing about Detroit I love is that we see highs and lows when it comes to black culture and black community and black family, right? So uh, we see those very wealthy people, rich people, richer neighborhoods. And of course we see black people in power, quote unquote. And then of course we see like the Uh, not so good side (laughs) and uh the burnt out buildings and the poor people and of course the people that are affected by drugs and things like that so growing up Detroit was amazing um that's when I tapped into my artistic capability so I learned how to do hair first right hair and, and nails first you know did my sister's hair when I was younger tried to cultivate that talent as much as I could and then of course that just spiraled into a lot of other things so I learned how to knit crochet um I learned how to draw in high school. Um, I put my all in drawing. And then one day, my teacher, my art teacher, just saw it and was like, Kaylin, we need to put this in an art competition. So from that point on, like my gifts kind of were validated in my head and in my heart. So I used those skills of drawing um, in high school, of course. But then I went to college, Western Michigan University, and I studied fashion design. And that's where I learned how to sew and, you know, create tech packs and all the technical things. That goes along with fashion design and i learned how to sew drape all the fun stuff uh, painting and of course use my uh, art uh, my drawing talents in that fashion design in college and now um after college uh, did a lot of applying did a lot of um, interviewing and um i decided to become an entrepreneur in uh, 2020 because of the pandemic of course it shut down a lot of big businesses and a lot of uh, companies and I was fired in 2020 and I became an entrepreneur then. So from that point on, uh, that point till today, uh, it's definitely been a journey um, building my brand and trying to just define the specifics of my brand. So my brand is called Crane Collective. It is a lifestyle brand and we focus on five pillars, God, fashion, art, beauty, and community. Um, our sole purpose is to just help one another right and one of the biggest helps in my life is God Jesus the Holy Spirit Uh, so I definitely want to push them as much as possible because I know how much they've helped me throughout my life Um, and I just want to give someone else that same help and that same love and that same joy that they give me every single day and to do that of course I'm creative so and God created me that way so I have to keep it creative over here, you know? So I push, you know, God and Jesus and Christianity and love with uh, art, beauty, and fashion. So I created a our first collection in 2020, uh, fall of 2020. And you could go check that out on my YouTube channel um, at Crane Collective. We did a virtual fashion show, it was really fun. And now uh, I launched a podcast in January called Godly Grind is centered and focused around um, godly entrepreneurs and how God helps the entrepreneur in their business and how God helps them scale their business in a sense as well, you know? So that's what we're doing now. And that's the backstory of where I came from and where I'm at now. So it's been a ride in a journey, but it's definitely been some fun.
0: No, that's amazing. That's amazing because you just show how you can pivot. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you you say you came out of college. What, what year did you come out of college? Sure. Uh,
1: 2017.
0: 2017. So you was fresh out. 2019 hit. You, you about to take <laughs> off. You about to hit your career. And then, boom, God made an a, a impact on the world and changed it forever.
1: I'm telling you. And it's not all. It hasn't been easy, though. Like, you know how people, oh, I get out of college and I get a job, you know? Like, when I tell you, I got out of college and... I was among the top of my class. You know, I work really hard and God has blessed me with so many gifts and talents and I'm so grateful for it. Um, and of course I apply those gifts so people see that. Um, so I was really confident that I was gonna get a job right out of college um, in my field. So in fashion design, in corporate America and learn all that I can. So I can then create uh, my own business. And then of course, God has given me some vision on my business and my life and what I need to do to help one uh, others. So of course that was the plan, right? You know, we planned stuff out, right? I wanted a job in corporate, um, but I didn't get that job in corporate, right? I applied to probably hundreds of jobs, hundreds of jobs. And I can remember me applying to jobs while I was in Italy. So I did do a study abroad program in Italy and it was a great, great time, but it was the last semester, my last semester in college. You went to so, Milan? No, I went to, uh, I lived in Florence, Italy. Okay. Yeah, Florence, it was beautiful. It, it felt like a movie scene. Every single time I stepped out the door, <laughs> like for real. I was like, this is great. And that's what I'm, the world, we're all connected, but we're so different. And that's the beauty, the differences in, the beauty is in the difference for sure. But um, I was applying to jobs in Italy, of course, right? Because I'm like, okay, Caitlin, this is your last semester. You have to have a plan. You know, I, I stay planning, right? Planning for plan, right? I probably applied to probably a hundred in Italy. And then when I graduated, I started applying more Uh, to those jobs outside of Detroit, right? in the fashion design field didn't get anything. And I started working odd in jobs. Of course, those jobs, that's like, oh my gosh! I worked at Forever 21. No, no, no. I worked at Victoria's Secret. Um, I worked at, David's Bridal was really fun though. I worked at David's Bridal. And um, that was after Victoria's Secret. So I worked at Victoria's Secret like, yeah, I'm not doing retail ever again. This is just not what God has for me. It's like- Black Friday, black Friday uh, (laughs) swept you up. It was too much it was too much feet burning folding clothes you know victoria's secret they come in and tear everything up the girls don't play about the panty sale the the what is it 7 for 35 something i don't know i don't remember but yes me cleaning up i was like there's no way i, I could do this ever again no no sir so i i wanted to go along <laughs> with in my purpose and I wanted to learn and refine my skills and my talents that I learned back in the day so the sewing the painting the drawing and things like that so I'm like oh David's bridal I could be a seamstress and learn some tricks of the trade so I went there my manager was cool right she was super cool so I'm like okay I guess I guess this is where I'm supposed to be guys. so I learned a whole lot and then uh, I left there and I became a teacher and then um that's the job I was fired from and then boom the pandemic hit of course so It's been a journey, job to job to job, Um, but I'm learning that the biggest thing I'm learning is that hope is important, like keeping hope alive is so cliche, but it's so easy to allow hope to die, right? Um, My biggest thing, I was trying to protect my feelings in a sense, like if I don't hope for anything, my feelings can get hurt and then I'll be okay. But then of course that just added to the, the darkness and the depression and, and things I've experienced because it's like, now I'm not excited about anything. I'm just going through the motions, right? I'm smiling because I'm supposed to. I'm laughing because I'm supposed to, you know? Um, but now I know the importance of hope and it definitely restores, you know? It restores like joy and happiness. And, and it's a really easy way to combat like depression and sadness and darkness and stuff like that just, you know, imagining those great things and like hoping for that abundant life God has for us, you
0: know? So yeah. Definitely. I think that's one, one of the main things that we have to like really observe and understand, like, because it's a difference between joy and happiness. You only happy for like, I think they said it's like three minutes, like anything after that three minutes, you forcing it, but joy is being acceptable like basically accepting whatever happens and understand that god is going to use that situation to take you to the next level whether whether it be good or bad it's going to be in your best interest
1: absolutely yeah i do feel like happiness is surface level it's the exterior maybe of like if you see somebody oh she looks happy right so that's like exterior but joy I feel like that that's within that goes oh. a little deeper yeah than than just the exterior and surface level and to have joy you I feel like you have to understand yeah your place in purpose and understand that everything uh, you can grow and learn from everything even the worst things that happen to you so I feel like that's a big part of joy and then of course be just being grateful you know because even if you think you're supposed to be somewhere else, but you're not because the COVID, blase, whatever, like, you can find the blessing in everything. Like, I, I constantly, day by day, of course, I, I thank God for the small things. Like, thank you, God, I could see because people were born blind, you know? Like, thank you, God, I could walk. Like, thank you, God, I could talk. Like, thank you, God, I have all these gifts, you know, that I could draw, I could sew, I could do hair, you know, like. You know, so just just counting the small blessings to definitely help you, um, you know, like identify that joy inside of you, because I feel like everybody has it. It's just sometimes that joy might, you know, be be stored in the closet, you know, so. So, yeah,
0: no, I'm glad you was able to come up out of that, because a lot of people when that 2020 pandemic hit, they was like.
1: I oh, know
0: freaking oh, chaos. The tissue, all the tissue was gone in the store. I'm like, y'all, calm down. Not that serious. Look, uh. I seen the meme on uh, social media one day. They was talking about, uh, I think it was last year. It was like this time last year. This where we were at, and they had people. They was doing all type of stuff. You had people in uh, space suits. <laughs> <laughs> wearing all type of random clothes, They're trying to protect yeah. themselves because yeah. we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know what was happening. I right. honestly thought it was fake because I had, uh, I was going on my own journey. Like 2019, I had made the most money I had ever made in my life, but I just wasn't happy where I was at. I was trying to pivot into what I wanted to do. And I'm like, God, why are you holding me up? Like, but I started to understand that's because I wasn't putting him first. And who said that what I was trying to do was what he wanted me to do? Is this my purpose? So I just stepped back from everything. I was like, I'm gonna get off social media. I was, I'm gonna read the Bible from front to back. I never did it before. So when it start happening, I'm like, I'm at the gym. I'm at YMCA and we watching it, me and my homie, we watching it. And I'm like, I'm like, man, they always trying to do something. And I'm like, I ain't conspiracy theorist, but it's just I, like working in finance and understanding how economics work. I'm like, sometimes this stuff don't be like what they be saying. So I see it, he like, no, nah, bro, it's real. I'm like, man, whatever, we'll see <laughs> later. We at work. They like, yeah, so Lamont, um, we're about to close up the office. Uh, you can stay to three if you want to, but we're all about to leave now uh, because we're trying to get food and everything before the stores run out. I said, why the stores run out of food? It was like, you haven't heard about COVID-19? I was like, man. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go.
1: Right.
0: And now we here. Was it two years later?
1: Yeah, I'm interested. What's the craziest thing you did to stay safe during COVID? I think i I probably I probably sprayed so much alcohol on my hands that my hands are kind of like permanently wrinkly, and it's like I'm not even that old yet. So, what about you?
0: I'm gonna say, I don't know. I, I really ain't do too much. I mean, I stayed in the house. I stayed in the house for the most part. I All think right. my enjoyment was going to take out the trash.
1: Y'all <laughs> <laughs> was smart piece. I did go to Meyer a whole lot. I'm like, let me just get out. I have to see some people because I've been in- on this computer working on the brand in my own head for too long. Like, I just got to see somebody at this point. So, yeah, I get it. <laughs>
0: I really ain't. I mean, I seen some stuff. I mean, you walk into the store, you see people doing all type of stuff and you like, did that just happen? Or did that's what they doing? But nothing necessarily too crazy. I mean, I was kind of upset that they didn't, how can I say it? They didn't have like a whole uh, uh, plan, and action.
1: Right, the government.
0: Yeah, there was no plan of action of what we should be doing. And I was one of those firm believers that, yeah, I was listening to everything they were saying, but I was having faith through it all. You feel what I'm saying? Like I was going to a church, was you feel me? They was, was like putting it into us to like, don't be scared of this, don't be scared of that. And if I wasn't going there, I probably would have been tripping. But I'm like, yeah, like that is true. Like if God take me from this, then that's low-key what was supposed to happen. And then my mindset had changed. And then I started, like, really just taking advantage of the situation versus, like, being scared.
1: I love that because I do agree with that, too. Like, faith and and knowing that God is the source and God is our leader and he is the finisher, that, that secures us, right? It's like, okay, yeah, if I do die because of COVID, then it's because I'm supposed to die, right? Uh, so I shouldn't like live in fear. Like I shouldn't allow fear to control and dictate where I go. You know, like of course stay safe during COVID. I kept a mask on and like I said, I sprayed my hands with so much alcohol. Like my sister, my sister saw my hands and she was like, uh, "Your hands look like they're permanently wet." I'm like, "Don't it say was that." Deteriorating. To don't say that again. Yes. You can probably see it from here. But see, like she pointed it out and I'm like, okay, don't say that. When I when we get older and we have wrinkles on our face, please don't tell me I got a wrinkle on my face, please. But no, yeah. But having faith definitely helps us um, just just be secure and, and have fun and enjoy life, even when we're going through those hard times like COVID. Because I still, I still I went out a couple times, um, definitely did it safe. You know, my out probably was like Meyer. You know, my sister's house, you know, they definitely did it very safe. But I still, quote unquote, lived life within the parameters of society, you know. So, yeah, I agree.
0: I mean, be honest with you, in our communities, we really shouldn't have been scared of COVID because it's more dangerous going outside doing anything else. <laughs> sometimes with COVID. Like I was talking to one of my brothers one day and I was like, I was telling him about a business opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then he was telling me all the risks with the opportunity. And I'm like, I don't think we realize how much risk we really be taking. Like we would be willing to risk our lives. But if somebody tell us like, hey, you just give me, a, just give them a, this person a thousand dollars. They're going to help you do X, Y, Z. So you can do X, Y, and Z. We like, no, they're trying to finesse me but you just was outside in the streets doing whatever. And the risk that you was taking with that might not even get a return. So it's like, you got to reevaluate what we look at as risk and reward. And I
1: was about to say, I feel like, um, ignorance. Ignorance may be the root cause of of that fear, especially when it comes to investing, because you really have to do your due diligence and study and research to be able to take a wise investment, you know, Uh, because there it's a lot of sharks out there. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So don't just go into nothing blind. It don't matter how much millions, how many millions they got. Right. Um, Do your research. But I do feel like people don't take the time to read and do research and talk and ask the really hard questions, you know? Like, okay, I'm gonna give you this, or, oh, come to me, ask me for a thousand dollars. It's your job to, okay, what are you gonna do with this thousand dollars? Okay, what have you done with thousands of dollars before? Because if you constantly uh, create, like if you constantly make money um, with other people's money, then it's like, okay, man, if I do give you this thousand, I know I'm gonna get a return of that thousand and maybe 10% more, or whatever we agree upon, right? So we just got to read more, folk, read more, <laughs> read more. And then the more you know, the easier it is to, I guess, trust. But sometimes we are going to take those risks that lack all the knowledge because we're not going to know everything. And that's when faith comes in, you know? And I feel like God wants us to take those leaps of faith, right? But so please. Mm-hmm read upon it and, and be as knowledgeable as possible so you can take the best risk possible.
0: No, I definitely I agree with that because you can go blind into some things and I, I mean I've done it before. I mean everybody done it. when you when you yeah. a hustler quote unquote you're gonna you gonna take some ills. I mean it really not a loss when you think about it, it's a lesson because you know either not to go down that road again or to tell somebody else. And I think in our community that's one of the main things that don't happen. Like it's like we all, sometimes we are all running into a burning building and don't nobody come out and say like, hey, y'all don't go in there or somebody just seen somebody go in there like, hey, no, I don't do it. But we'll tell everything negative about a situation that we know nothing about.
1: Yeah, yep, 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 yep. And uh, it is a lot of negativity um, when it comes to the black community. I don't wanna say we all negative now, but um, of course I feel like, uh, those traumas of the black community and the negative speaking and the negative talk um, amongst our like lives and, and our person and even each other um it definitely derived from like our past you know uh, i know people don't like to talk about slavery but it's it's a part of my history and it's a part of my heritage and it's it's kind of a, a big reason why i don't know where my great great grandfather is from you know mm-hmm. versus you know someone else they might not, oh yeah they're right from ireland or oh yeah they're right from europe for me, I don't know, you know? And I feel like, you know, just the practices that went on during slavery in slavery uh, is deep rooted. So of course those those bad roots definitely created some, some really bad fruit that us Black folk are still eating, biting into and getting nourished from, which is sad, but I do hope and I do pray and I do see um, a turning point with some really traumatic um, issues in the Black community.
0: Oh, definitely. And you was able, you were in the D. So like yeah. I already know the, the the challenges within the D, but you, you decided to do something completely different. You tried, decided to find a way to put God into your business plan. How did you, what made you come up with this, with this collective, this collective of companies that you created?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Um, So I really just dig deep within myself and analyze, okay, Kaylin, who are you and what makes you happy, right, and what do you need to continue to walk forward, right, because I feel like if I'm really true to myself and I'm real with myself, I can be authentic to others and for others. Um, So looking back on it now, I was always the kid that was in church, like my mama kept me in church, you know. And my household isn't like super biblical. My parents didn't get married and, you know, they didn't go to church. Well, my mom went to church every Sunday, but, you know, my dad wasn't on the deacon board or like none of that. You know, I'm not a PK, you know. So, uh, but my mom kept me, kept us in church. And when I say kept, I mean, look, we did praise dance. We did choir. (laughs) (laughs) We did did church eight days a week let me tell you okay (laughs) i don't think we went to bible study so we didn't do wednesdays but we definitely did saturdays we did sundays i think um we had like a team council that was fridays you know what i'm saying and it was fun though you know you have some kids or some people like man mom kept me in church i don't want to go to church no more like i had so much fun in church it was this one club called pioneer club and we did like it was all girls right they taught us about god in a fun way and that's another thing like people make god so heavy so heavy all the time you know like oh god is gonna send you hell. like why are we talking about that it's so much stuff to talk about in christianity and god is so he god he is love so why can't we talk about love why we always got to talk about the uh, hell anywho that's another another time but yeah so we learned a lot about christ in pioneer club that was my favorite club right I invited my friends to Pioneer Club, like it was everything. Went to school, like you should come, like you should come to my church. My they mamas would drop them off the whole nine yards, right? So I feel like it's always been in me, right? To to be that leader when it comes to talking about God and giving God the glory publicly. I just um decided to, I guess, cultivate it and, and mash it up uh into this business um in 2020 because. Uh, i I really just wanted to be as true as possible, so God has always been a really big part of who I am, younger, and He's been helping me from young to old, right right now so of course, I just wanted to implement that in my brand and truthfully, um it is all about him, and he helps me in so many aspects that I kind of have to give him the glory. And that's just how I feel. Right. I kind of have to give him the glory in whatever way I can. And I feel like talking about him is the least that I could do, you know, and plus it's fun and um, putting God into my business. It helps me um, learn more about Christianity, because I always say that Christianity is a journey. Right. Like people say baby Christians, but that is, I do agree with baby Christians, right? People that just joined the faith and they probably don't read their Bible all the time. They don't know all the books of the Bible, you know? Um, Yeah, so so since it's a journey, we uh, definitely, I have to do my due diligence to continue to learn about God as much as I can, right? And with the podcast or with me posting scriptures or with me putting scriptures on clothes to sell them. Um, all of that helps me grow in my faith helps me learn more helps me you know get the tools that I need to combat you know the devil those bad spirits and those demons that's coming after me every single second you know because of course they don't want to see you win you know they don't want to see you win they want to steal kill and destroy you and if they can't destroy you they're going to try to destroy your dreams your hope and everything in between so I just feel like yeah I just had to I had to add God into the mix and uh, the rest of the stuff so the rest of the business i guess the other 50 percent or 75 of the business that's just natural innate you know god gave me those talents and it's kind of like i can't really do anything else so <laughs> i'm going to definitely uh, do what i can with what i have so yeah hopefully i answered the question
0: oh, definitely i mean people forget that like in the bible people had they had lives too like Solomon, like he was the richest, but people don't understand how he was the richest. He was the richest because he controlled trade. Like we was talking earlier how America is America because they control trade. That's what Solomon was doing. He was controlling trade. He was counseling. Everybody was coming to him to figure out, wait, how do you run this government this way? Like, well, God taught me how to do this. So I I need to tell them what they're doing. He also had the largest stable of horses in the world. I think they said he okay. had like four hundred plus horses or something like that, or like four thousand horses. I, I know it was a four in it. Okay. And so this basically lets you know that Solomon was the Rolls Royce back in the okay. day. Like, cause you coming yeah. to him, like, let me yeah. get a horse, let me let me buy, let me rent a horse. So he that's his collection. That's what he he cared about. You know, he, you know, he had he had four hundred wives, couple of concubines. Like he probably was filming you know, doing something he was supposed to do with that too. But that's how he was able to monetize his gift. You feel me? Abraham, when he was going to these different places, it every place that he went to, it said that he made a well. So we know he a well maker. But back then in the day, the Holy Ghost is telling me, like, you know how this happened. Right. Because when you go into cities, then you have the water supply. So now back in the day. That's good. Yeah. keep I, on. Yes, I was. Back in the day, people come to where they can they can congregate and they can create. So and they can drink.
1: Yeah. Like- a well maker, like you, providing
0: something that people need. Like, no, nah, keep going. I'm sorry, I'm still yeah, good. That's that's really how it is. You got the water supply, and he he moved into these desert lands and all these places. But it was not like nobody had the land. It was nobody's land unless they had a group of people. They had to have a you feel me? They goons, they they soldiers to be like, no, nah, this our land. You got to get up through. Mm-hmm. But he was having favor in these places. They was allowing to make the. They basically let him make the well. And they like, no, nah, you gotta get up through. But when he got to Canaan, he built the well, it was his land. And then people come and they like, well, we want, can we build a house here? He like, this is my land. So like, think about the thought process. He like, well, if you're gonna uh, live here, you gotta you gotta make sure I have this or you gotta make sure you pay me this. They're like, okay, that's cool. The people who didn't want have nothing, they work for him. So now he create this huge community based on these wells. He passed the same skill down on his sons. He passed down to Isaac. He passed down to Ishmael. He passed down to Jacob. And then it go from there. And like Joseph, he had a government's anointing. He was a prophet, but he he was a dreamer. But he was able to use his gifts to be able to conduct the entire country of Egypt when they went into famine. So he was able to, to, to manage the resources properly to be able to be like, all right, we taxing. It's a famine and we taxing because he he had the dream. And that's how we got to look at this kingdom building society that we're developing right now, because God is the source of everything. He's the the earth as he is. He gives us favor. He gives us the ideas. He gives us the resources. And once we utilize this to build the kingdom for everybody around us, not just trying to get rich, everything just fall in place. The Rolls Royce might be in your plan, but if you live for the Rolls Royce, that's when you living for mammon. That's when you live because you're going to be willing to do whatever you will. You willing to be like, all right, look, they over there, they finessing me and they keep stealing from me. So I'm about to get you fifty 50,000 to kill them. Why? Because you just living for the money. You're not living for the benefit of everybody around you. And that's what we got to pay attention to when it comes to this kingdom building.
1: Yes. And I love that you said like, well, I don't know if you said it, but God, God is definitely speaking through you to me because you pointed out that um, the Solomon story, like we really need to try to be the whale, just be the whale, try to provide something that's necessary to someone else, provide something that can help somebody else because everybody need water. Let's be clear. Right. So you need to figure out something, especially if you're trying to define your purpose and figure out what you're here for. What can you give someone that they need? Right. Like when you said we don't we don't need to be working for money, period. Right. Uh, they create money, right, quote unquote, every day. Right. Um, and money will come. So uh, money is the fruit. Vision is the root. I heard that from uh, Stephen Chandler, a preacher. And uh, when I heard that, I'm like, that's so true. So. If we focus on vision, we focus on purpose, right? And purpose makes room for others, mm. right? It helps others. It's solely about someone else, right? Because we're only going to live so long. So if we focus on purpose and and we really live in that and live abundantly in that, then hopefully our purpose that the purpose we added to when we're gone, it could continue and someone else can take the reins. But if you live abundantly in your purpose, you will make money. Period. The money will come, right? Because of course God will see that. Okay, I see you doing a thing. I see you working for me and, and you're trying to let me work through you, then let me provide some type of um stability when it comes to it. Because I want it to, to go. Like I want, I want others to to eat from this and and bear fruit from this. So the money is just the fruit, love, but don't focus on the money. Of course we need money. So, you know, don't go broke, steward it well, right? Try Mm -hmm. to steward your purpose, steward with what you have well um, in purpose, Uh, but try to, uh, of course, you know, have that balance. I think my goal is balance for sure when it comes to purpose and money and spending money and investing and things like that. So.
0: Uh, stewardship is the most important thing because we we got this impression that like we're gonna pray and god gonna give us what we ask for and if he ain't give us what we ask for sometimes we get upset but he only gonna give us what we can manage he not gonna give us yeah. what we ask for because that's right i can won't the world. I can want a billion dollars, but if I don't know what to do with that billion dollars, God not going to give me the billion dollars. I mean, I can get it from somebody else. It's called His name is the devil. I can get it from Satan. And right. it's going to be a price that comes with me obtaining this from doing whatever he has me do to do that. Mm-hmm. But if God going to give it to me, he's going to give it to me for a purpose. I got to have a plan set in stone. I got to be able to have different resources as different people to be able to Help me steward this out. I got to have a team. I got to have a, a product or service that's going to yield increase. I'm not just going to be a billionaire just because, oh, yeah, I pray. Yeah, God, I just need to be a billionaire because, you know, my haters, they hating on me. <laughs> I just got to be a billionaire because, you know, you gave me all these ideas. That's not going to work like that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like uh, the parable of the talents. Um like i'm not you know i don't know everything and i'm not baby jesus so i don't know where to find the parable of the talents do you know often
0: it's in matthew
1: but yeah you can find it you can find it while i talk about it but uh, the parable of the the talents i think it was uh, three gentlemen and uh, jesus gave them all um talents and of course in some translations it's like money right so uh god gave one man a certain amount another man a certain amount and then another man like a certain amount all of the amounts were different (laughs) right solely because god knew each of their abilities you Mm -hmm. know so i'm not going well i'm not god but god's not going to give the dude with the lesser abilities the most money like that doesn't make sense and god he makes the most sense His sense is oh so perfect. So if it doesn't make sense to me, I know for a fact, it's like, oh yeah, God, definitely not going to do it. So work on yourself, work on yourself and try to obtain those tools. And God will see that. He knows you more than you know yourself. And if he sees you that, okay, she's ready. Like she's ready to to receive that million dollars. Let's hit an increase or a bamboo increase, right? It Mm. might increase in a year. Like you might earn 100K in a year. And then others' people's lives, it might just be okay. Let me let me ever make a hundred this month, okay, thousand this month, okay, ten thousand this month, but we're gonna go back to the five hundred this month, you know, and all of which is is amazing. So
0: you gotta to know them. you can store it. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? you like not about to he not about to give you the bread, he's not about to give you the bag to go buy the 1942. You feel what I'm saying? Like he's not about <laughs> to give you the bag to go to Vegas and go crazy. He not giving you the bag. Oh yeah. I just took a whole bunch of girls to Cabo and we just did it up. We got on boats. That's not happening. So if you getting this increase to do all of this and this continue to come, just know possibly giving this to you, but that's a whole other story, but you're, that's not going to happen. Like God is going to yeah. give you what he gives you to build his kingdom. You feel what I'm saying? Like fun is going to come along the line yeah. and it's not a boring lifestyle because I know I know millionaires. You feel me? I know. I know all type of people. They save. like some of the richest people in America is saved. like some of the top black billionaires in the world. Like I just found out I got them on my uh, my vision board. I'm like, look, I'm interviewing them this year because I haven't seen them talk about God in interviews and stuff. And I'm like, oh. So that, that's how you got there. That's how you was able to create this yep. communications company. Like because mm-hmm. you was living in your purpose and God was like, all right, I can plant more seeds in you and I'm going to get a harvest.
1: And I'm going to get a harvest. I, I like that. See all the seeds because God plants seeds in you. Like I feel like that's automatic. And that's that, that's why God is grace. Like he he's going to plant seeds in you but are you going to create the harvest are you going to water those seeds are you going to do all you can and learn all you can to implement the seeds that got placed inside of you and see it flourish in the earth i love that
0: you got to i mean that's all you remember the parable when jesus said he was talking about the farmer he throw the seeds he said the the seed he, he explained it to the disciples he said the seed is the word of god you feel what i'm saying like the ground the different types of ground is is us you feel what i'm saying the people like he's gonna throw the seed oh
1: cute cute, cute. Some okay
0: gonna fall on the path they're gonna get ate up by the birds you feel yep. like it's never gonna do nothing like yep, some yep. gonna fall in the rocks them the people who they'll listen but it's like oh yeah they talking but they still they ain't they ain't do, they doing ain't much. Yeah. then you got the the thorns the weeds it's gonna fall in the weeds but they getting choked up they'll never wow. they'll never hit their potential because they worried about life. They worried about how they gonna get money. They worry about, oh, I, I, I'm gonna do this. How I'm gonna do that. You feel what I'm saying? Like They never gonna live their true life. And then you got the good ground. But he also said that when it fall in the good ground, all the good ground, not gonna produce the same harvest. He said, some gonna produce 30 fold, some 60 fold, some 100 fold. Right. So we gotta truly wanna live this life if we wanna see a hundred fold of ourselves. That's why it's so important that, like, when it comes to certain habits, certain lifestyles, certain different things that sometimes we try to deem it OK or whatever. It's like, OK, yeah, you can still go to heaven. But you are you going to be your best self?
1: Here. Are you
0: going to produce a hundredfold while you here? Are you going to do everything that God called you to do? Here. If that answer is no, then you probably don't need to be doing that whatever yeah. it is that you about to do you you did it. and that's the storing cuz it ain't just stored in your money it's stored in your time stored in your relationships stored in the different things you are going to do today because if you don't store that we only got 24 hours
1: team, yeah for real like
0: what you gonna, what you going right. to do with your 24 hours like he said occupy till i come he say, dude, he say none of that other stuff that be going on. He say occupy till I come. Occupy means to be doing something. That means to actually be be how can I explain it? I don't know the exact definition of occupy, but everybody understands what it means to occupy. To be yeah. be actually involved while you're waiting on something. So we know that we waiting for our master to come. But we need to be doing whatever he called us to do. We need to be occupying. We need to be bringing souls to Christ with whatever gift that we was given.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And everybody gonna have different gifts. Somebody might be able to hoop. They might be the best hooper in the world. As soon as they get in that press interview, they say, I thank God for everything they did for me. I was everything just about to say
1: people. that. I was just about to say that. It looks different for everybody. Like God isn't calling everybody to be a preacher. God ain't calling everybody to start a podcast, right? It could be as simple as, you being called to be that accountant or to be mm-hmm. you know, that, that liquor store owner or whatever. But while you at that liquor store selling that liquor or whatever, you're giving out cards that say, oh, God loves you or giving out scripture or right telling those people that's hanging around the gas station because we all know a couple of them, right? Telling them about the goodness of Jesus Christ and, oh, what you doing around here, brother? I see you here all the time. Do you work? Like, be... Be that vessel, you know, and it looks differently for everybody. You don't got to go spitting scripture everywhere. Oh, God is this, God is that. God. Like, be real, right? And and God, and do all you can with what you have, like you said about the stewardship.
0: If it's in you, it's going to come out of you. That's why mm-hmm. you are what you eat. Like you feel what I'm saying? Like you, you're not about to you're not about to have if you say you want to go to Miami and you like, all right, I want to make sure that my body look the best it's gonna be when I go down there. You're not about to be eating McDonald's every day. <laughs> Do it right it's not happening. Like you're gonna go down there and you're gonna be you're gonna be disappointed in yourself because you're gonna be like, dang, if I would have just had a little bit more smoothies. Uh, no, that's <laughs> the same thing with the word of God. Like if you want to see your full self, you gotta put that word in, you gotta be listening to it. You feel what I'm saying? It's seven it's seven spheres of wealth and it's not all, it don't got to do with money. Like the money is just a result yeah. and you're going to get it based on how you live this life, how you, cause everything in life revolves around relationships. You feel what I'm saying? Like after this interview, you can be like, Hey, Lamont, I like the way you, you handled yourself in the interview. Would you want to come teach here or some or do a me or some, I'm going to give you X, Y, Z amount of money. Like that's just, that's God opening the door through a relationship and him giving you favor. But if you never try to put yourself in this position, you're not prepared for it, you're going to lose. That's why you got to know the word of God. Like, cause the word of God is everything, it's truth. It's not like, we think of it like, it's funny because we look at it like it's cliche. Like it's suggestive living. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I love God, this, that, the third. But nah, if you really know the word, you gonna go to the next level because it's in you. If you lit, if you understand it to the like dot your eyes, cross your, you're not gonna be perfect. You gonna sin. Everybody gonna sin. That- that's how it is. Like, but it's levels to the sin. Like when you do certain sins, you're not gonna do certain sins. If you're doing the same sin in year one that you're doing in year ten, and you're not convicted that this wrong, it's a problem.
1: Yeah, that's a problem.
0: It's a problem, and you doing it to the same extent. Like it, you tripping. Like you just tripping. Like, right? And go back to what we were saying with the seeds. Like, you got some people that you feel what I'm saying. They, I ain't about to. No, I am gonna go there. You got some people they think they can play the lottery. They've been playing the lottery their whole life. When you play the lottery, yeah, it don't, you know it don't speak against gambling. But basically, you identifying that you don't even trust God enough to show you how to use your gift to go to the next level. So you rather Work at this same job for 20, 25 years, hoping you hit this number. Mm. Right. You praying to God that you hit the number. You need to be praying to God that he show you what to do, whatever he gave you. If he taught you how to sing, he taught you how to sew, he taught you how to cook. He taught you how to use your hands. He taught you how to how to speak. He taught you how to do business. You need to be able to utilize this to go to the next level. Because when you go to the next level, somebody going to see you. And they're gonna be like, Well, how you get there, Kayla? Well, it was all God. Like, you want me? I'll show you. And you you teach that little girl, you teach her how to get on her knees instead of go to the strip club. You feel what I'm saying? You teach her how to get on her knees instead of asking older men for the bag. You teach her how to get on her knees and pray instead of trying to hustle her butt off to try to get to the top of corporate or work her butt off to, to have this business, but she always stressed out, so she always picking up wine. You feel what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a day. difference and you're going to get blessed for that difference that you make it you might wake up one day you like god i don't know why you did this and people be like how much money you make well i make like like i think i make like 10 I, what do the count they kind of say we make like 10 i, I you like, like that win. look back i like to look back like what, what is it
1: that's, you that's
0: your team that's your team that's my team come, come, that's my team. come on he make 10 million dollars a month my my team. Team. My he he make 10 million, million. well what, yeah. what do you do i mean i i i just teach women how to uh, operate their business through god they like well how how do you do that you 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 are a consultant but you teaching them biblical principles to take them to the next level and now they paying you say you you won't even take a fee like you like y'all pay me what y'all want you making 10 million dollars because people sowing into your life We don't look at life like that because we don't got that faith. And that faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word of God. You're going to have faith for whatever you listen to. If I'm listening to, you feel what I'm saying? Like I'm listening to all types of different rap music all day, all night. This is what I live by. That's what I'm going to live by. These are my principles that I'm going to have. I'm going to think that this is real life. If If I'm listening to business all the time, podcasts, business podcasts, all that, that's what I'm gonna live by. I'm gonna live by these principles. Why? Because that's what I have faith in. I have listened to multiple stories of people going through these different situations. I've Mm -hmm. been in some of the situations myself. I use the strategies that I heard. It's the same thing we supposed to be doing with the word of God.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I I, I wanna jump back a little bit Um, when you mentioned sin. um, And of course we all do sin. Uh, but sin is something that is put here, uh, I guess, to stop you. I was thinking of um, an example of, say, sin being your vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. Sin is the vehicle and it's on this road and it's faced towards a uh, cliff, right? So the road is it's an ending road and the end is death, right? you are falling down over the cliff, right? Um, every time you sin, you're driving a little further towards that cliff, right? Mm-hmm. So every time, every time you beat somebody up, every time you're angry, you're driving a little further, every time uh you decide to sell your body, you're driving a little further, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but to drive the opposite way, of course, you have to repent. That means turn. Uh, but then you have to uh do the things of, of the Bible, right? Uh so of course um the Bible it helps. It helps us walk um, in our journey in Christ. Uh, but you do have to be that best tool. You do have to talk about God, pray, you know what I'm saying? Pray often. Um, you do have to love one another, love your neighbor, like you love yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And that'll drive you the opposite way. But the more sin you do, the closer it gets you to death. And of course we don't want to die love. So, so that's the biggest thing when it comes to sin. And I feel like that's Uh, One of the biggest reasons why um, our uh, older folks, so older Christians, you know, back in the day, all they did was preach about sin and how sin, uh, oh, you smoke weed, uh, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. I think they, they really wanted to say that, right? The more you sin, the closer you are to death and they love you so much so that they don't want you to experience death in any aspect and it doesn't have to be literal death it could be uh, the death of your purpose right the death of those seeds God placed inside of you you know so be aware of sin right we're not going to be sinless our goal is to just sin less you know so just be very aware of the sin you do and um what do you do after that sin you know do you just go a step further you know like, oh, I I did this sin, now I'm curious if I do more sin, if I add upon this sin, how is it going to feel or how much money am I going to be able to steal or, you know, you know, so just consider that, you know, so yeah.
0: No, that's big because one thing God was uh, sitting with me with one time and it was like I had a whole revelation of why people don't believe in God. Okay. Or they believe in God or they don't want to, like, really submit themselves to God. It's because it's all because of money. Like, and we think it's cliche, but Jesus said you can't serve two masters. You feel what I'm saying? And we start to pay attention to people that drive that vehicle that you just mentioned. I like that, too. I'm, I'm using that, too, next time. I Hi,
1: you better tell them where
0: you got it from. I got you. I'm crazy. <laughs> but, you driving that vehicle? You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, you 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 hit you busting the licks. You you feel me? You going across the country? You got you got nice yeah. too. It might be nice. It might be a Bentley. Oh, really? Big sin. Good sin. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I heard I heard a pastor
1: say, if your sin don't feel good, you ain't doing it right. So the car hey. gotta be a Bentley. It gotta be a you road. Better road. Be, you you <laughs> better be.
0: You be. driving around those Geo Metro. There's
1: yeah. a lot of people
0: doing that though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, like, right. If you gonna sit, I am telling
0: my father that. Like, not to get on subject a little bit, but I tell my father, I said, "Better if I'm good out here." Like, I'm like, I'm like, you don't get it. I said, I said, if I'm gonna get out here, I'm gonna get out here. I said, you are gonna catch me Australia somewhere doing something? I ain't got no business no, doing. Like, I'm like, not about to be just at the bar. At the, <laughs> I'm gonna be at the bar with the same people I went to high school or college with, and. Just, yeah, we, yeah, we, we seeing which girl that we did not touch. We can take home that night. Like we passing them around. Like we just living in this small city. You feel what I'm saying? Like working at the same place we've been working at, like just recycling jobs and making the same little bit of money. Like that's not, that's whack. That's, that's whack. Like we got to change it. But when you driving this vehicle or seeing, you feel what I'm saying? Like, you are validating that you have this vehicle because of your sin. And you like, you start to be like, well, how are you going to tell me? I can't do that. You feel what I'm saying? Like, how are you going to tell me like how I can't do that? I, I don't want to use no specific sin because it's so many different, like people might get, uh, I don't care if y'all get offended. Cause this is the word of God, but I just didn't want to, say use nothing like we don't just just say somebody sell drugs all the time so you know i'm saying they might be like how you gonna tell me i'm wrong i mean the pastor he they're gonna validate it you feel what i'm saying Ooh,
1: say yeah if
0: the pastor he doing this or or they doing this i know somebody who doing this or i know somebody who doing this they gonna val or you don't know how i grow up i gotta get it how i live you everybody ain't got the same route you're gonna start validating your sin to the point to where you don't want to believe the truth, because if you believe the truth, that contradicts everything that you're doing. If you were, say you a stripper, you feel what I'm saying? Like the stripper and you, she know it's like some, a lot of them know it's wrong, but like- do, Yeah, like get to the point where like, she just like, this is how I get it. You feel what I'm saying? She don't want to hear that like, oh no, this is wrong because She don't even got no faith that it can be another way, honestly.
1: Or God loves you so much so that you don't have to do this. Like God made some really amazing parts about you. You have so many gifts that you didn't even tap into that you could make money off of, but you like choosing the easy way out. Like you choosing an obvious way out, like the devil, the devil speaks to, you know, he tempts to, you know, he knows he knows how to get you in a strip club. He knows, oh, if if Kelly, um, if Kelly looks at this fur coat that the stripper got on and she lost her job the other day, I already know she don't want to be a stripper. So, yeah, yeah, that's easy, easy money, you know. So so it's really about the love. And I do just want to put a disclaimer out there like we're not talking to down you or yeah bash you or to make you feel lesser than none of that like my my sole purpose is to of course bring people to God and God is God is joy God is peace God is love God is positivity like God is all of those things but of course just like any father or any dad you know he cares so much so that he's going to discipline you sometimes you know and of course, you know, that, that just comes with it. But just know God loves you. I love you. And of course, I want to see the best in everyone. You know, that's that's my whole thing. Like, well, for example, one of my friends, and when you were talking, it made me think about him about validating sin, right? So I'm looking, or, or I talk to him every day, like he's hilarious, like, you know, and uh, one day I'm just like, bro, I'm looking at him. I'm like, bro, you need to be a stand-up comedian like duh you know what I'm saying like why haven't you like tapped into that he like stand-up comedian bro what are you talking about I'm not no stand-up comedian I'm like you never heard that before he like no I haven't like I'm like are you serious I I was just mind blown because usually if you take account or just look back on your life and see the type of compliments you used to get back when you was little right so if they used to say oh yeah you class clown Oh yeah, like they were saying to him. Oh, you were class clown back in the day. He used to get suspended because he had like the best jokes. He just said them at the wrong times. So, cloud will go crowd, not crowd. Um, the class would go crazy, but then the teacher would be so mad because she's trying to teach right now. So then he would get suspended, right? He he would host um the Christmas programs back in middle school. You know what I'm saying? So that's obvious. That's obvious, and of course, God. God uses those moments to speak to your purpose. So to that purpose, to so to that person that probably is, you know, debating. Oh my gosh, what should I do? Trying to find their purpose. Think back, look back on your life. What type of compliments did I get? Like, did people love my hair after I did it? Like, did people love my nails? Like, did people think I spoke really well? Or um, did my friends always come to me and ask me what should I do? Uh, you know. So I don't know. Take account and just know I love you. God loves you, and yeah, I just want to see you thrive.
0: <laughs> so, like, we, we ain't bashing you, but
1: yeah, no, you know,
0: we gotta like, we gotta hold each other accountable because if yeah. we don't, then who gonna do it? Because, like, I said, like, I heard a female rapper say this one time, they was like, Why are you talk about this and, this and this and this and this so much? And she said it blatantly. She was like, Because when I talked about such and such and such, and such it ain't sale.
1: Mm-hmm. I think
0: Jay Z even said, Yeah, it was Jay Z. Jay Z said, He said, uh, I used to rap about common sense. He said I used to rap like common sense. He's talking about common? I used to rap like yeah. common sense. But once I uh, when I stopped rapping common, I don't know how he said it. He started basically, making some sense. Yeah, like he started making sense. Like basically, like, yeah, he, he started, started making like,
1: money.
0: He said yeah. I used to rap. Yeah, this was it. I used to rap about common sense. But I started making money. I ain't rap like common sense. That's what he said. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't rapping like, like that because it don't make me no bread. You feel what I'm saying? So, like, it's certain things that we, we use our gifts to do because I'm going to get this hustle, just to get the moolah. That's how we is. You feel what I'm saying? Like, but yeah. that's not what we supposed to be living for. And we got to understand that God going to take us to the next level if we, you feel what I'm saying? Like, utilize what he gave us to do what he wants us to do, not what we want to do accepting obedience over our happiness because it ain't gonna last anyway.
1: And plus obedience will lead to happiness though. I don't I don't want it to get confused that you know God's gonna tell you to do a lot of stuff that you don't want to do and you're gonna be unhappy and want to commit suicide. That's no 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 God wants you to be happy you know God is joy literally so why doesn't he want you to be happy on the surface level too you know so he wants you to be happy. I feel like his, his way isn't obvious, um, but it's, and it's not clear, what am I trying to say? But his way is, it, it's to, it's to that abundant life. It's to the nectar, it's to the, the land of milk and honey. Like, so, and and all of that stuff is good, you know? Like, like people in purpose make money, Tyler Perry, right? He's been walking in his purpose. And he said when he was younger, like he w- he didn't play about his purpose either. He, w- he was doing things that aligned in his purpose, even if it was minuscule or, or minute, like on a minor level. Right. Um, it, it still had to connect to his purpose. Right. And we all know Tyler Perry is very rich, very rich. Right. But I know for a fact he wasn't back in the day saying, look, I got to make 90 billion. I got to, I got to. That's not what he was preaching. He was preaching, he wanted to um, make people laugh and and Mm -hmm. be the light in a dark world. Like that was his goal. So switch your goal, don't make it, don't make it about money now. And another thing I wanna say is that um, when you said accountability, we do need to, people do need to take accountability for the things that they do, or we need to take accountability, or what am I trying to say? Accountability for others' actions, Mm -hmm. right? Because I feel like accountability leads to growth. And I feel like that's the idea. Nobody wants to be a 60-year-old with a 20-year-old mind, you know? Like, we should want to grow. We should want to learn. We should want to be wise so we can better help someone else the best we can, you know? So, yeah.
0: I got to. Like, if you ain't growing, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Miles Monroe, yeah, Miles Monroe said, he said, the greatest tragedy... Is not the graveyard, it's not dying. People think mm-hmm. death is the greatest tragedy. But he said the greatest tragedy is living life without a purpose. Yeah. Because you wake up every single day.
1: Wondering what and why,
0: yep. What am I supposed to be doing? Why am I here? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> where am I going? Like,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: tell that to ladies a lot all the time too. They be always, a lot of ladies, they be, you know, they got the conversation about how they want to be married and stuff. You know, our community is it's like a, it ain't a shortage of men, but it's just it seems like it because of the way it is. It just seems like it.
1: No, I know. It it is. I mean, in a black community. Now I don't know the statistics of like men in the world versus women in the world, but in the black community, it's definitely a a, a yeah, a shift in a gap in a ratio that's kind of crazy for real. But of course, that could be uh equated to the the slavery and um, because the jails, I think the jails are what, like 75% black or like something like that. So if the jail has a lot of black men, I mean, and not a lot of black women, where are the black women in society, you know? So of course that's the gap. Right. And of course we could, you know, talk a lot about like why all the black men are in jail, but, but yeah, it, it is a shortage of black men for sure. But keep going.
0: This is shortage, <laughs> but it's still, it's still good. What well, I'm getting to is it. it's still good men out here.
1: Oh yeah. You know I'm
0: like. But the thing is, is that a lot of men, I'm i am just going to be honest, a lot of men are not living in that purposeful living. You feel what I'm saying? They're not living in that thought process. So that's what makes it seem like a shortage because women is feeling like, all right, he cool. He do this. He do that. But he ain't on my level. And it's not necessarily we think we equate it to financially, like even the verbiage we use is financially. Like you hear certain girls say, oh, I, I, if he ain't getting into the bag. Blah, blah, blah. But you're not looking for a man who get into the bag. You just looking for a man who's responsible with his gift. You're looking for a man who's going to take action. You're looking for a man who's going to take initiative. You're looking for a man not necessarily to take care of you, but to make sure you're good. But you equate it to money because we lack it so much. So you think that a man with money is going to be the, you feel me? He's going to be the problem solver. But if we look at, it, like you just said, the reason why these people were in jail was why? Because they were chasing the bag. Like they were chasing the bag. This happened in like, I think the 70s. The 70s is when stuff started shifting in America. Like 60s, they started killing all of our leaders. And I feel like the 70s was a dead spot. Period, like across the whole world, like the war had just ended. They had did the gold stand. They, they took away the gold standard. People searching for money. People trying to figure it out. And a lot of black people, what they resorted to, like, was you feel me? Partying, drugs, pimping. You feel what I'm saying? A lot of women, they got kids, but they don't know how to feed these kids. So what they go do? They go find them. They need guidance. Like it's not necessarily. They would just run to the pimp because they ain't know what to do. They would run to the pimp because the pimp was making sure they was good. And he like, All right, look, well, it wasn't no good services they could sell. So they was like, All right, we're going to sell you. Like, because they're going to buy you. So we're going to sell you. So he was taking care of them as far as like guidance. And then he got out of line to the point they was beating them up and doing all this stuff, making them do drugs, all that stuff. But then it leads to the 80s. So like pimping ain't that big no more. Like, so how are we going to get money? Somebody dropped off the bag in the uh, community. Dropped off the crack. Now, what they do? They cooking. Late eighties, early nineties come. That's what they know. Like my father and them. That's what they know. Like yeah, they some of them went to school, but a lot of them went to school just to sell dope.
1: Yeah. They know they can go
0: to go to the school in the city that it ain't nothing but dope heads because it was like selling weed back then, low key. Like it was like. Not everybody did, though, but a a significant amount of people, they smoked crack or they did coke or whatever they did. So they like, if I go here, all I got to do is I got to get from point A to point B, and I'm a millionaire in six months. Mm -hmm. That's all they knew. So they was chasing the bag, and it put all of our leaders, per se, in prisons. So now these kids is coming up in the 90s, early 2000s. The leaders that they could be listening to and learning from,
1: a lot right and I feel like it's a lot of systemic things as well as as you alluded to um of course our our uncles our dads like their generation they sold a lot of weed because they thought that's the only thing they could do and in some case scenarios it was the only thing they could do simply because you know the society was racist and um of course being that the society was racist they were gunning after, or um, gunning might not be the word, but I do talk a lot of slang, so please pardon me, but they were, uh, they had a scope, they had a scope Mm -hmm. on those black men that had that mentality. So that's why a lot of them got locked up. But I do have a question when it comes to uh, current day men, um, now uh, in uh, 2022, Uh, why do you think that men now, um, you can speak black men because you are one if you like, but why do you think they aren't fulfilling their purpose or um, just working for money and, you know, in that rat race? Right. So the paycheck to paycheck type of mentality, why?
0: It's a lack of guidance. You feel what I'm saying? Like it's a lack of guidance. Like we don't have nobody to tell us an exposure to exposure is a big thing. Like to be honest with you, I just talking to about this the other day. Uh, I went to, when I first went to school, I played football at a small division two schools, a white school feel mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, you got white listeners, I ain't, I ain't targeting y'all, but it is what it is. I went to a Caucasian base school, it was a Christian school, and I got exposed to a lot of different things. Like, I met some of my friends that was actually wealthy and rich like i'm going to houses and i'm seeing how they live life first mm-hmm. time I, I tell this i tell uh the story to one of my friends he said, that's the most amazing story i ever heard in my life because i told him about how first time i came to this house i'm like that was the first time i went to somebody's house and they told me like yeah get what you want to eat they didn't like tell me what i was gonna eat they, 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 you want something to eat just just get whatever you want i'm talking about they got everything you feel me Certain things don't happen. You don't meet hedge fund managers in our community. You don't meet people who are top level consultants. You don't meet people who own million dollar corporations. Like I met one of my friends, and he told me his father owned a, a multi million dollar corporation. They got planes and all that stuff. When I first, met, I'm like, wait, you What you you said what? Like y'all got planes? He like his father like, yeah. Did you you, you take him on the plane yet? Because I'm look, I'm looking at all his model planes. And I'm like, okay. he like planes. I'm like, I'm like, this dope, this cool. He was like, he's like, yeah. He was like, he was like he's like, yeah. He said he, he'll take you on a plane one day. You ain't never took him on a plane yet. And I'm like, what kind of lifestyle y'all live? You feel me? And I'm like, oh yeah, it's, it's different. Then I went to HBCU, oh. and I was able to notice the difference. Hmm. I'm like, um, mm. we taught. So they basically teaching you at the lower level. They teaching you how to be the house slave. You feel what I'm saying? When you go to high school, they just teach you how to make it. They just teach you how to be the slave, just how to just just be able to survive out here.
1: Work, yeah, working on. Mm-hmm.
0: Like just just survive. Like some people got jobs, some people don't. Like but they just trying to survive. Like this how, and we taught that the man is to provide. You feel what I'm saying? Like the man is provide. So you think that like if you don't get the bag, you worthless. Like
1: if you can't provide yeah
0: you can't provide you think that you worthless you feel what i'm saying so now you got this mentality to where all you thinking about is well it depends on where your thought level is because some people they go to college they get a little but you got to think of the basic level of living all people at the lowest level of life they think about is food shelter sex (laughs) food shelter sex and with that sex Comes children so now that's the only thing on the basic level and a lot of men are down there because they don't not necessarily they don't get the opportunity to pursue education but they don't have no guidance to teach them how to use their skill to get up the ladder like you might not be an accountant you might not be a lawyer but you can be a top level blue collar business owner. You feel what I'm saying? Like we just now getting into the trucking industry. The trucking industry is like one of the number one industries, but nobody was pushing us to drive trucks. Nobody was pushing us to be engineers. Nobody was pushing us. You feel what I'm saying? Be plumbers and stuff like that. Like we look at plumbers and stuff. We like, but if you set up the right system, you making 10, $20 million a month and you ain't touching a pipe.
1: This looks great to me. Hey, we need
0: plumbers. There you might ain't be a, touch, you be a plumber and don't touch a pipe. <laughs> you, <just laughs> the, you feel what I'm saying? Like the system <laughs> just set up so smooth that you got, you you just, you setting it up. But we not taught this. So since we not taught this, like women, y'all taught that, you feel me? Strong, independent. Y'all, like, y'all mamas took a lot of L's by basically being there for these men that either decided to, because at the, at that time, I'm gonna keep it real. Like I was talking to one of my friends about this. He was talking about like people who sell dope and then I was like, you don't understand how it was. I said like, back then when you sell dope, like the amount of money you was able to make selling dope trumped everything else. You weren't thinking about no daggone school. You weren't thinking about like, if you was thinking about school, it was like, because your mama made you go to school and you had a mother that was smart enough to make you go to school. Most of their mothers like, where the check at? Where the bag at? You, you about to give me five? You said you're gonna give me five thousand last week. They ain't telling their son to stop.
1: Yeah,
0: it's not happening like that. So you got not saying that going to school was secondary, but it was secondary. You didn't have athletes like that. You want if they? If you was trying to hoop, you was trying to play football like Deion Sand. That's why Michael Jordan is the goat because he made he was the reason why people actually play basketball. Deion Sanders is one of the reasons why people play football. They found that they didn't get a check doing this. So they're like, I ain't selling dope no more. We got to go do this. Yeah. So we weren't taught that because they didn't understand that. They knew sell dope. Once they got caught, they got too many Fs. They can't do nothing no more. What they go do? They go get this dead end job. They just trying to survive. They just trying to make sure that I was about to you know, say, it's all, all connected.
1: It it's all all connected. Like survival, you can't even think longevity when you are trying to survive. It's literally about the next day. Like I'm trying to make money for the rent for the next day. I'm trying to make money to eat for the next day. But so we weren't thinking about longevity, so we couldn't adapt those type of structures and those type of systems. Um, if we did adapt those cyber structures and systems, then we would be able to think, oh, OK, like my investments are already set up. I'm already making money uh, that covers the now. So let me think about how my money can multiply for the future. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And also when it comes to the independent woman of today, and I feel like it's a lot of independent independent women. I am one and I was raised by one. But that um, that woman or that characteristic in a woman um, that was solely developed as a reaction to the cause, right The cause was you know our black men they were going to jail, they were in the streets, they were dying and I mean as black people I don't feel like we fold right Like we're a tough type of people because we were so oppressed, right that we had to work and grind for just about everything we had. So the woman the women, just stepped up, right? They stepped up and they morphed into that provider, that nurturer, that protector. They just had to do what they had to do at the end of the day. So I just wanted to address that.
0: No, that and that's what happened because the people that our mothers, well, yeah, we are around the same age. Our mothers, they relied on, like you said, they died. They was a, like the the winners, like that they were called the winners. You feel what I'm saying? The people that they <laughs> wanted to be with. The men that were like, you wouldn't consider a dope dealer intellectual, but if you're making 30 mil a month, what do you think you are?
1: No, you definitely need to consider that. They were <laughs> right, brilliant. What do you
0: think you are? Like, what do you think you are?
1: They're smart beyond measure. Dope like, dealers were, um, yes, like... <laughs> Math, they could do math in their head because they had to. They had to make it quick, like, like quick, quick, quick. like, come on, no. no, they were brilliant. They just used their talented treasures in the wrong area. In the and wrong I can't name. even say
0: the wrong area. They just that was the opportunity that that they took because they seen because in business what you you taught in business before you go in business they tell mm-hmm. you what find a niche they tell you no
1: it was still wrong like no i'm not i'm not i'm not
0: not deeming it right or wrong Um, what i'm saying is all they did was they they took business principles and they was like all right look it's a lack in this environment it's a high demand (laughs) a high demand low suppliers because people getting killed people scared to do it because the law and we about to feel this boy and they just hopped in the industry (laughs) <laughs> Without <laughs> understanding,
1: and that's wrong. It's the right thinking process. It's, it's right. It's here, right? But you're manifesting it in the wrong way. Oh, why it gotta be drugs? Yeah. Why can't it be a, a product or? that's
0: because they didn't have access to everything else. Like, yeah. I think. like, and I get, respect. I get
1: the reasons. I get the reasons, but it wasn't because right
0: before dope. It was women <laughs> in the '70s. That's what I'm saying. That's why. I, that's why I mentioned the whole pimp thing. Yeah, cause cause yeah. The '70s that's what they were doing at a massive rate you feel what i'm mm. saying like a massive rate it was like a wait where did where did pimps and hoes come from like it was like it, they used to have pimp and hoe parties like they, you, it's funny now they have them you feel what i'm saying yeah but that's what they was like the 70s was about like we, we got to find a way to get money basically right, and right, young lady like you ain't got no money but i can make sure you got money and it was not saying it was derogatory yes it was derogatory but they weren't thinking of it like that in a sense they just was, but it go back to that that situation we talked about that vehicle you're uh, gonna yeah. validate the sin because you like what i gotta eat i gotta feed my kids and then you know once once some once you don't know the use of something it, it get misused like so they start abusing it. Now they own drugs. Now they selling drugs. And then the 90s come and that's when they start locking everybody up. They give people yeah. football numbers.
1: They yeah. <laughs> give you
0: football numbers. They ain't playing no games. You feel me? So <laughs> now the late 90s come.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: We torn apart. But rap, what come into play? Rap music. They like, oh, we ain't got to so sell dope no more. We just talk about the dope. We talk about
1: what we've been through. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay.
0: Then they start making checks that they wasn't they weren't making in the streets in the studio. Bigger
1: checks. But
0: it actually was making the community worse because what? Yo, the power of the tongue is life and death. But people mm-hmm. like it because they drawn towards the scene. They drawn to It's
1: the same. Yep. hmm
0: now, that's at an all-time high. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. But that's what it turned into. But it messed our community up because we we draw so far back. from We was at the, our top level of intellect, business development, everything at the top of the 60s. Like we came off the Great Depression, but we created our own communities. They took down Black Wall Street in the 20s. But they, you feel me, they rebounded. They created Atlanta. You feel what I'm saying? They created Greensboro. They created Durham. They created Detroit. Like people don't know. Hey, tell them Detroit was Atlanta.
1: Detroit was lit. Like my mom was
0: Atlanta.
1: Yeah. My mom used to tell me Detroit had like a million people in it. Like in the East Side was banging skating rinks. They were skating every Sunday. Like, Riverwalk, Bell Out, like, yeah. Like, I always tell my mama, like, I really would love to, like, be in Detroit when it was a million people in it. Right now, we, like, at 600,000. And I think it's on a decline. But, Detroit but yeah, was Detroit Atlanta. was that. At. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, It was Atlanta. Like, I
0: mean, be quiet as it's kept. I mean, Atlanta started coming up, but you feel me had Jermaine Dupree, but then they popped off when Big Mees went down there. Big Mees mm-hmm. showed them, them Southern boys had to get, get some real, real money. He bringing in connections and they spending right. money in all these clubs. Rap music blowing up because at the time the incubator for a, a rap song was what? The club. You got to be in a place where the most people going to be. If Big Meech in the place, Big Meech was the the, the celebrity. Big Meech mm-hmm. and BMF coming through, all right, they making sure all the girls going to be there. They making sure all <laughs> the people going there. You feel what I'm saying? If it's a strip club, they throwing all the money. And yeah. what happens? You're going to pay to have your song played in that club.
1: Right. Right.
0: I would blow up. Now, everybody like we going to Atlanta. Yes. People talking about something. They, going to, they don't know what they do. They like, yeah, I'm about to go. When I get 18, I'm moving to Atlanta. That's what was happening.
1: So many people from Detroit is, are moving to Atlanta. So I understand because back in the day, my grandfather and my grandma, they moved from the South to Detroit because of the big three, you know, the car companies to work and, you know, work, work in the factory. So. I get it. And I get it. and Atlanta is popping. I ain't gonna hold you up. I went down there like three times in the one year before, like a couple years ago before the pandemic. But um, yeah, I get it. I get it. But I still love Detroit. Still a D girl.
0: I mean, y'all. I think y'all gonna come back up, to be honest with you. I mean, it, it has the structure. It has the structure. I'm from Cleveland. I'll be saying, I think like these are incubating cities where it can shift any way. Like the same mm-hmm. amount of people that are in Chicago right now that's the same amount of people that was in Cleveland during the Rockefeller era. Oh.
1: Okay. So basically
0: people, my it's really black people because we the we the workforce. So like we we migrate. Are we gonna go here? Are we gonna go here? Not everybody going to Texas. you Feel what I'm saying? Everybody and their mama going to Texas. There's yeah. like, oh, always an opportunity in Texas, but eventually it's gonna be a lot of us in Texas. Like
1: right, right, and right. it's
0: gonna keep on shifting.
1: Definitely. And I feel like it's going to take those whales that we were talking about, those people that are disruptive to, you know, industry to come here. I think they were talking about Amazon coming here um, once upon a time. But, you know, people like that, like Jeff and them, you know, come in and bring in like so much to the community, like jobs and resources. Yeah, I'm just excited to see who, you know, it could be you. It could be me. But we'll see.
0: I mean, you the, the creator. I mean, I'm creative a little bit too, but you, I seen on Instagram, I see you had, uh, you made a, a garment out of leaves. I was <laughs> like, like, wait, how you do that? I'm like, how you do? Cause my mama, she been sewing my whole life. Like my mama, she made prom suit. She, she, she gonna sew, you know what I'm saying? Like she gonna sew. She got the, you feel me, the brothers, you feel right. me, I know the machines, all that. Like she's been doing our whole life, so when I seen you do, I'm
1: mean, like, "How she do
0: that? <laughs> yeah. How did
1: she well, do that?" Yeah, let me tell you. So that was at a time where I was like in a depressive type state, like at that point. So I was just Who like, "Did that depressed?" Yeah, I was so sad. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and I was just like, and I try to do whatever I can to. To combat that, or fight that, or get up out of that, you know, because it don't feel good to be sad all the time and depressed and like all that. So I was just like, Kaitlyn, do something you love doing that's gonna challenge you. What can you do? And then God gave me that idea, like you know, make make a shirt out of leaves, and you can see that on my Instagram at k r e n collective kren collective. I have some pictures there. But yeah, I just went to the backyard and I took my dress form out there and I just started creating. And of course, you know, creating out of something that's alive has its challenges because it's it's dying as you create, but it was a fun challenge. And I've been doing that since college though. Um, I did a wearable art collection in college and I made dresses and like tops and stuff out of a uh, paper mache. You know what that is? Yeah. Yeah, so I made some dresses out of paper mache and I made the tops out of like floral, um, the fake flowers that you get from a dollar store. Mm. And I wanted to challenge myself and, and try to make that look as big as chat, like as uh, creatively uh, aesthetic as possible. And uh, yeah, I did that. So I just went back to my roots and I'm like, hey, let's just do something. Do, do something I ain't never been done before that you ain't never seen and just have some fun with it. like Because sometimes purpose, uh, Will add some pressure on our lives, right? And I felt like the business that I created and the visions that God has given me and gave me added a level of pressure to my life. And of course, the whole like, oh my gosh, okay, I see all of this stuff. I'm trying to do all I can. I don't feel like I have enough time nor resources. So I was just freaking out, literally, right? But I had to go back to the word and then I had to um, do some things that uh, just take my mind off of it, you know, like just, just ease my mind in that. So I made the shirt, and then uh, after that, I made a bag, a purse out of gummy bears, and that was so challenging.
0: What? <laughs> okay.
1: Um, I like bought you know like a five pound bag of gummy bears, and I melted them all down, and I cut them up, and uh, I just kind of like assembled it into this bag, and I put a little hardware on it so it could kind of look like a purse. And um, me and my mom went out and took some pictures. And it was, it was cool. Now that was a hard project though. That took about like days, like working on it consistently or probably weeks, definitely weeks, working on it consistently. But it, it I loved it though. And of course, I'm going to continue to do it within the business because I feel like it's really creative. And as a business owner or to my business owners, you have to think outside of the box when it comes to marketing and uh, promotion, right? Because we live in an age of technology where literally like if you don't catch somebody's attention in the first couple seconds then they're going to keep going so i'm using that as a tool to uh you know get eyes on the business and of course it it uh, attracts people and and it gets them wondering like how did you even come up with this idea like what did you you know so and it's it's fun to me so yeah so i'm gonna fold that um i'm gonna keep doing that in a very abstract sense with food and you know stuff like that but i also want to take that And put it in a minor aspect and put it in my uh, clothing line. So I'm working on a wearable art clothing line as we speak. But of course that wearable art, you're not going to be walking around wearing a gummy bear bag, but (laughs) it is going to be some really cool stuff that represents the body of Christ and is going to be interesting to look at too. So hopefully people look at that shirt or look at that dress and say like, wait, you know, did somebody paint that? Or, you know, did somebody like, what is that made out of? You know, so that's the goal. And yeah. And hopefully we release that um, at the beginning of the summer.
0: You're going to be at the Met Gala.
1: I would love it. Yeah. I love the Met. I love watching the Met. Yeah. Because that, yeah, that's fashion to me, you know, like the, the room, run- the couture runway shows. Like. Those are really interesting and amazing too, because you can really see the craftsmanship when it comes to those fashion houses in, in France or in Paris, you know, all that, right? They they do the hand sewing and it takes hours upon hours, right? They, they have the best quality leather, you know? So yeah, and, and I feel like they push the boundaries of fashion too, you know? Like, I feel like right now we, I love, I love sportswear and loungewear and stuff like that. But everybody wears leggings and t-shirts So I feel like when you look at couture fashion, like it gives the eye and the brain and the creative aspect of yourself a break from just, you know, comfortable wear, you know? So, so
0: yeah. At a point in time, that was not the thing. I remember when they first started wearing leggings all the time. They started selling them in the stores. I'm like, where did they pants go? Like, where everybody wearing these
1: now? Like, where the girls wearing these? Right, exactly, exactly. So, so yeah it's been fun it's been fun
0: no i'm excited to see what else you bring to the table because i ain't gonna lie i was looking to you i was like mike man she's doing all the type of stuff she's an arts and craft mastermind over here
1: <laughs> yeah and when i tell you uh, i mentioned earlier in the podcast that it's literally all i could do you know i remember one time i was really frustrated in my business um about uh I guess the direction of my business where, where I should go and how I should do it um and it was really consuming me and uh I just decided like look okay like at this point I was upset I was upset with God and um I was just like God look okay like I, I gotta I can't do this no more like I can't do this no more like I'm I'm gonna see like if I could just make some money you know and try to steward that a little later in fashion but let's just go for the money right and of course the money is that's not the right idea but i was like let me just go for the money right so i um started wholesaling do you know what that
0: is you saw my real estate wholesaling yes yeah
1: yes so i did a 30-day challenge and that's on my youtube as well and you can check that out um but the 30-day challenge it was hard when i tell you i gave myself a week I gave myself a week to learn about it because I had no idea. I saw a little clip on Instagram and it said that, you know, wholesaling is basically being the middleman between a seller and a buyer. Um, And the buyer could be really anybody. The buyer could be another investor. Uh, The buyer could be uh, a family owned, you know, or it could be a bigger company that buys and flips or whatever. But the buyer could, you know, kind of look like anybody, but it's usually, um, you know, a family or an older couple or just somebody that wants to get rid of their property and of course there's a whole system in that and you know if you're interested in that just go to youtube type in wholesale and there's some gurus on youtube that really break it down but um i did that i bought into software and i pulled lists and i called people um i got rejected a whole lot like i think i made 500 phone calls <laughs> like it was it was bad y'all so hey it might be your purpose i see it wasn't mine See, and I'm trying to step into somebody else's purpose and God slapped me on back. Basically that's what he was doing. But I did learn from that, although it was really a really terrible time. After I made those 500 phone calls got rejected every single time, and then the one lead I thought I had was a mean old lady that had a really old house. And she said that the house was worth like 200,000 But she lived in it for like 80 years and only did like 10K worth of repairs. Like it just didn't make sense or add up when it came to like the real estate game. But that's a whole nother thing. Um, So I was talking to my dad about it and it was really stressing me out. And I just like decided to drop it because I'm like, yeah, clearly like this is making me even more sad, even more mad. And like, it's just not me, you know? So I did learn a lot when it comes to rejection because I do feel like as entrepreneurs or business owners, we need to be comfortable with rejection um, because we're going to get a lot of no's in life. Even even if you're walking in your purpose, you're going to get a lot of no's in life, but it only takes that one yes to change your whole life, you know? And I feel like God gives that yes when you're ready for that yes. And I feel like after you, Um, After you earn or after you receive so many no's, it changes your heart posture, right? Um, It gives you the ability to persevere and endure through storms that you're going to go through when you're rich or when you're famous or however God deems to bless you, you know, exponentially. So, so yeah, so that's what I learned um, in that. And uh, yeah, yeah.
0: No, you, you was able to persevere, honestly, and and still persevere. Like give somebody else some, like some willpower to keep persevering.
1: Please. Yeah. Please don't stop. No, no, no. Yeah. Like I, you know, I cry often um, for, for the people that, you know, think, think it's easy and oh my gosh, she got a a nice wig on. That's fabulous. But I cry a lot and it is really hard. But um, one thing I learned from Russell Wilson, just, last week I was listening to him and Sierra. they were on an Ellen show talking about um you know their relationship and he was talking about his journey and um they basically said or he basically said that you have to be you have to wake up every day wanting and willing to take that risk the risk to follow your purpose because it's a decision every day and it's going to be hard every day because me personally I don't know if this is every entrepreneur but I work really, really hard, but I don't really see a tangible reward just yet, you know? So that's me taking a risk, right? I know in, in my heart of hearts, and I know and I believe this is where I need to be, and God has an abundant life for me, and this is my path to get there. So I know I have to take the risk every day, um, and yeah, so so yeah, so hopefully you you find your path and find your road and take that risk every day. Um, because i feel like his words russell just kind of validated that okay kaylin like you're not alone you know what i'm saying he took the risk every single day and i don't know how long it took for him to see his reward but i know it's not an overnight thing so you just got to keep pushing
0: Uh, definitely because joseph was in the pit
1: that is my favorite story or parable i'm sorry in the bible please go check it out it's in genesis See, I'm not the Bible. I didn't write the Bible. I'm sorry, so I don't know. But just type in the, the Joseph, right? It was the pit to the palace. But he was like getting knocked down so much, and then he finally hit the palace. I think it was like pit, 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 palace.
0: It was like it was the crazy. He, yeah. was, he was in the pit. They sent him to jail. You feel <laughs> me? He was in jail for like seven years. I'm so like, you gotta. But it's funny because people think about age, right? So. Right, right, right. The time when Joseph first got beat up by his brothers, put in the pit, got sold into slavery. Then uh-huh. he got sold into slavery. He ended up in Potiphar House. But he in Potiphar House, he's so sweet with the work and he he figured out how to do everything so sweetly. They put him in charge of everything. After he in charge of everything, now the wife, you feel me? She see him. She's like, oh, I I, I want to have sex with you. You you want to have sex with me? Like, no, I don't do that. Like,
1: Trying to be a that. man of God, God like, right? I
0: don't, I don't do that. Like. I don't, I don't do that. That ain't what, what we're supposed to be doing. She keep on pressing him. You feel me? She end up lying. saying he raped her. End up in jail. But when he in jail, they make him the HNIC. He a head person in charge in the jail. You feel me? He the head person. He, everything go through him. And then once Pharaoh sent his people down there, he interpreted a dream. The dream got back to Pharaoh. Pharaoh had a dream. Then he like, well, go get this dude because I can't figure out what's wrong with this, this dream I keep having. He interprets the dream. Now he like, well, since you interpret the dream, I need you to run the play.
1: and be the second her- in charge. Like they made him the second in charge from prison. And I think while he was, he God gave him that gift to interpret dreams in prison. I don't know if it was in prison or before, but he definitely used it in prison. And- he had a dream before. That's how he ended up in the pit. Okay, but yeah, the prison, the prison folks was asking him like, "Bro, look, I just had a dream. Like, how long am I gonna be down here? Like, da da da." And then he was telling him like, "Yeah, bro, you are gonna die tomorrow, but you gonna you gonna leave. You get what I'm saying? So when you leave, tell them about me and my Ooh. gift down here, so I could leave with you." That dude that went up there, he was like a chef or something in the kitchen. He forgot about Joseph in the prison for two years, and then if it, it hit him like when um. When when they was asking like bro like we need somebody to interpret dreams he was like oh it was somebody in jail two years ago he might still be down there like what so even like you doing the right thing right but you're not seeing the right results but just keep it going because you might be second in charge in a minute so yeah I love that story that's not my favorite favorite story
0: <laughs> he didn't get there until he was thirty was it was he thirty he was thirty
1: oh my gosh and when do you know his age when he was thrown into the pit with his brothers he
0: He probably was but he was probably between the ages of 12 and 16 somewhere around see i
1: thought like high school that's wild i gotta do some more research on the age because that'll put really put some stuff into perspective
0: imagine being in there like almost 20 years you just like what God, yeah. you, you get you like, God, you the one who gave me the dream because he, he had a dream about his brothers that he was ruling over them. And He's going he to bow to me. Yeah. And they was like, they was already mad at him because he had all the favor. He had the call Jealous. Jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> they, was sorry. they whooped on him. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. But
1: well, that's my favorite book. If you don't read anything else, if you're not a Christian, if Atheist, whatever. Just read it. It's good. It's a good story. It's a good story for the Christians and non-Christians. For
0: everybody, it's a great story. Great story. Everything in that Bible. Like that's why I say it's it's the truth. Like it's it's like it's
1: yeah,
0: it's not suggestive. It's not feel-good. When you think of it as a feel-good message, you you one of those seeds we was talking about that end up in the rocks. You feel what I'm saying? You never gonna you never gonna attach to nothing, so you're never gonna really grow. And if you end up in the weeds. And you grow a little bit, but you never hit your full potential because you worried about how you going to get money. You worried about where you going to go in life. You worried about how, how you going to do this career goal or how you going to have kids, when you're going to get married, worried about all the stuff that you ain't got nothing to worry about. You're going to miss out on being in that good ground because the ground is how you prepare yourself. Like ground is it's like, it's it's jobs now that you can test, well, it's been like this, but you can test, they test the ground before they build on it. These mm. people get paid. They get paid so much money. But they're mm-hmm. testing the ground. But it's certain chemicals and certain things in the earth that make ground good enough to either build on, plant with, different stuff like that. Yeah. So, if we put the right stuff in our, in, in us, in our bodies, like It really ain't necessary about food, but that goes into it too. But putting this stuff in there, you put yourself into the form of good ground. So when you get these seeds, you're able to produce a harvest.
1: Definitely. And pain is associated with growth. Like they're hand in hand. They go hand in hand. So if you want to grow or increase, right? Growing mentally, emotionally, spiritually, or increase financially, whatever, go up. Like if you're trying to go up or change, pain is associated with that. I think T.D. Jakes, he does a really great job in his sermon. I don't know if he did a sermon series called Crushing, but he did make a book called Crushing, and he goes through the whole process of how grapes turn into wine and um, how, you know, the pruning and the crushing of the grapes, right, and then the fermenting, and then, you know, they they uh, turn into this really great uh, product at the end. And, of course, when you think of, like, a diamond, right, uh, like diamonds you don't find them really cute and cut like you know wedding rings like they're found really looking really crazy right but then they have to go in that fire and I believe become pure right mm-hmm. and then boom and then they're they, they're cut really nicely for us and then now you know they're a girl's best friend like they say <laughs> but but yeah so you got to be put through that fire you know and this might be a fire season that you're going through but just know that is light at the end of the tunnel and it's riches on the other side or it just might be growth and happiness and joy on the other side but all of that is worth way more than a dollar a month. amen
0: amen i appreciate you for coming on here and giving us your wisdom you feel me? (laughs) yes he's able to you feel me like we done touched a couple different topics we're gonna be able to touch some souls bring some people to christ Ideally. God is my source podcast and we bridge the gap between the Bible and the current state of the culture. And we just want to save people, get people saved, help people identify their purpose, help people identify their gifts so they can walk in that purpose. We appreciate Catelyn for coming on, talking with us today. Did you have anything else you want to say to the people?
1: It's just been so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to me, listening to him and tuning into this podcast. God is uh, God is the source, and of course, God is the source, and I love Him so, so dearly. And hopefully, we um, just did did our due diligence in talking about Him in the way He wants to be spoken of. Um, of course, I do a little bit more talking about Him on my podcast, Godly Grind. So please check that out. It's on all the podcasting platforms, and it's also on YouTube if you want to see me and how I switch up my wigs and stuff. Um, you can follow the the collective at kren collective k-r-e-n collective and of course we talk about god fashion art beauty and community i do a lot of fun things over there so you know we we do vlogs you know i just went to new york fashion week so that was super fun and of course we dig deep on you know how god is is enriching my life my life and how he can help you with yours so I love you, and I thank you, and I want to thank you, too, so much. Thank you so, so much for having me on. It was so much fun. And just let me know whenever you want me back on, you know, we can kick it oh, again.
0: Yeah, yeah, we can. You know, we can get you back on. I'm going to start getting in person in a minute. I'm going to start hopping around. I'm about to do this world tour so we can be able to connect with people all walks of life. They do all type of different things. People do all like your gift will make room for you, bring you before great men. And we got to really understand that. Once we understand that, we're going to be able to walk in that purpose. It's going to lead us to whatever wealth God has for us. But we got to understand that my wealth, not your wealth, your wealth, not my wealth. We can't covet. That's law 10. Don't covet your neighbors. Nothing. Don't be coveting. That's how you're going to start doing all the rest of the nine, trying to validate and be like, well, I mean, I just really want a nice house. If God would have gave me a nice house, I wouldn't have had to steal, rob, destroy. That will make sense. So we got to get out of that. And this is how we're going to do it. We're going to put God first. Trust God as our source. So we appreciate Caitlin for coming on. Make sure y'all follow her. Make sure y'all connect with her. I mean, she's a wonderful soul. She got a lot going on and she can help y'all a lot. So we want to ask you as we close out, could you close us out in prayer?
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay, buy your heads and close your eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much just for being who you are. Thank you for being love. Thank you for being power. Power. Thank you for being our protection. Uh, thank you for your continuous love and your grace and your mercy, God. Uh, thank you so much for sending Jesus here to die on a cross to pay for our sins. Um, that is a clear indication of your love. Uh, and we want to thank you for that. Uh, thank you for... Giving us all a purpose and a calling to fulfill here on earth. God, please allow us all to find that purpose that will then help the next person uh, keep us safe in our day to day actions, in our day to day walks, and in our day to day lives. Um, We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, this I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you all for logging on to the God's My Source podcast, and we'll see you all again next time.